are you and your your mates viewing this uh, rematch, Jason? This is the Rich Eisen Show. Everyone who claims the Chiefs Kingdom. I know I'm not viewing it as a rematch. I think that every year is different. For us, we're just really trying to focus on who the Chiefs are this year. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Earlier on the show, two-time Super Bowl champion and Greenlight podcast host, Chris Long. Coming up, ESPN NFL analyst, Lewis Riddick. Plus, your phone calls, latest news, and more. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Boy, do we have lots to chop up from this weekend of college and professional football. And we're getting ready for a huge game tonight on Monday Night Football. We've got uh, the Eagles and the Chiefs. That's on uh, the family of networks of uh, ABC and ESPN. And also Westwood One. We've got uh, Kevin Harlan and Kurt Warner on the call uh, on Westwood One tonight, and I will be in the studio um, playing back some of our conversations with Chris Jones and Jason Kelsey, um, and also uh, Kurt's the first guest on tomorrow's program to discuss what he sees uh, with his own two eyes tonight in Kansas City. Lots of fun on tap for the rest of this week as well. Fun show already. Chris Long in hour number one. Uh, we've got Chris Brockman and I staying after hey, class hey. for Overreaction Monday. We'll post that as soon as it is done, well in advance of kickoff tonight. Uh, Chris Brockman, Mike Del Tufo in their spots. TJ Jefferson is also here in his spot. And you, where you are at 844-204-RICH, number to dial. There's a couple of phone lines open. Trust me, we are going to empty the phone banks for the rest of this hour. We have some time. My head coach, Jim Harbaugh, is talking right now, so we'll see what he has to say about that. It is Michigan-Ohio State week. We just chatted about Caleb Williams and what appears to be his final game as a USC Trojan. And joining us right here, one of our favorites from ESPN, he is none other than Lewis Riddick back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Lewis? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing, I should say, feeling good, Lewis. Uh, good to see you over there. <laughs> good to see you. Uh, so let's just jump right into uh, the, the, uh, the college football conversation of the day. Caleb Williams, yeah. Caleb Williams not meeting with the media. Is that a red flag that would cause you to think twice about drafting him, Lewis? No, <laughs> no. Um, you know, dude, I mean, you know how this goes, Rich. Sometimes we we like to look for ways to tear down guys when they've kind of reached a certain level and a certain level of notoriety, you know, when we're talking about on the field and off the field. And with Caleb, look, it's been a real frustrating year for him. I think obviously he's got he's garnered some headlines. His family's garnered some headlines in terms of, you know, things that maybe family members have said about where he would like to play, where he wouldn't like to play. So now any time that you can wind up, you know, picking at a guy like this, especially when it comes to how maybe he handles his public persona, we're going to pick at him. Look, whether he answers questions or not, for me, is not going to determine whether or not he can make the right read on third down and move the chains and or score points in the red zone. If there's no other like major red flags with this young man, which I, I don't know very much about him, then I wouldn't be looking at something like this as anything other than it's been a very frustrating year for USC football. It really has. And for a guy who is as talented as he is, as much as they have struggled defensively, as much fire as his head coach has come under, I'm not really, you know, I'm not really one to make those kind of sweeping judgments against a guy because at the end of a game, at the end of a frustrating season, the season that's coming to an end, he decided, you know what, I'm done. I'm out of, I'm out of here. I'm just, I just want to go home. You know, I, I don't, there's just so much other information that that's going to need to be 
gathered about him as far as what kind of person he is and what he would how he would handle being the face of a franchise that a, a small snapshot, a small moment in time like this, that don't really mean a whole lot to me. Now, if there was a long history of doing this, then maybe obviously you take it into consideration. But no, I'm I'm not one of those people who gets all up in arms about that. Yeah, I I, I promised my guys here I would lead off our interview with that and that you would laugh at the notion. And I appreciated the <laughs> chuckle. So uh, I, I, I yeah, so so I didn't really need to go into all that. I no, could have no. just said. No. Let's move on, Rich. Yeah, <laughs> no. yeah, I, yeah. This guy doesn't lie with that kid, man. I mean, That's seriously, right. you know. So, uh, all right, then let's jump into uh, NFL uh, Week 11 action. What sticks out to you the most from Sunday's play? Um, and some of the wins, some of the losses, anything that you think uh, leaps out at you that uh, is of note, Lewis Riddick? What is yeah, it? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, literally sitting on my couch for an entire day yesterday. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did not move except to get something to drink. Bless you. Love it. Uh, yeah, tell me about it. But my family looks at me like, man, what are you going to do anything today? I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not. I'm actually going to do nothing, like zero. I think the continuing maturation, Rich, of C.J. Stroud right before our eyes is something that I don't know if we can really overstate. Okay. Just what he is showing relative to what we usually use as excuses for young players when they underperform. Okay, by this, I mean this. Here, he is a first-time head coach, first-time play caller in Bobby Slowick in terms of, you know, offensive coordinator is actually calling plays. Mm-hmm. He has an, uh, he's with an organization that's really trying to get it right, right, trying to get things turned around. Um, so people thought, and I thought as well, you know, look, there's going to be some growing pains when you're talking about maybe offensive line play, the explosiveness of the perimeter weaponry, you know, we'll see how the running game goes relative to the offensive line. The defense is, look, do you know D'Amico is going to have the defense going, but, you know, they still have to prove themselves. The division is getting better, et cetera, et cetera. So maybe, maybe there's going to be, you know, a little bit of, you know, some lumpiness for CJ. <laughs> yeah, not. No lumpiness whatsoever. No, he had he hit some bumps in the road yesterday, but I think yesterday he showed why. Like during the draft, I don't know how the discussion went for you guys on your set that night, but I'll tell you. Look, it was really pretty much a consensus. Everyone who I talked to at ESPN, and, and you know, you know, I love all the dudes there, but people were like, "Look, I got, we got to take Bryce, man. We got to take Bryce. The off-schedule playmaking ability, the Heisman Trophy lineage, how mature he is, et cetera, et cetera." CJ, I was like, I am taking CJ Stroud. And I'm not taking it just because of the Michigan game. I mean, because of the Georgia game in the semifinals. But because if you look at his career, especially over the previous two years, this guy is a beautiful passer. And he is as composed as you can possibly be. And I know he's had one of the best wide receiver groups in all of college football. But I'm telling you what Ryan Day tell, tells me and what Brian Hartline tells me and what I can see from my very own eyes and and, and talking to him at his pro day. This dude is franchise. It's written all over. Mm. Of course, you know, you hear the Ohio State quarterbacks don't pan out, blah, blah, blah. All the nonsense. That really doesn't mean crap. When you start talking about Ohio State quarterbacks, like, what the hell does that mean? Right. As if they're cursed or something. That's, that's just to see him elevate other players in a way that you expect two, three, four, five year players 
to be elevating people when they are the elite of the elite. To see him doing it as a rookie with a rookie head coach, a rookie signal caller, why you know a rookie wide receiver and a guy like Tank Dell. I mean, the way Damian Pierce is running the football, he had a beat up offensive line for much of the season. It's just like it's like, damn, this kid is really, really special. Well, I mean, we were talking about it at the combine, Lewis. You know, sitting there with uh, with Daniel Jeremiah, and again, you know, you know, Young didn't throw at the combine um stroud stroud did so did richardson but every single time that stroud spun it it was picture perfect it was it it, honestly and it was and and you know how it works at the combine it's a total random as to who's catching it in terms Mm -hmm. of their who's in line next and there's different talent levels of who's in line next Mm -hmm. didn't matter didn't matter at all and he was absolutely the best that we saw there that day and you know, and and by the way, I know you 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 mentioned Georgia, Michigan first, not Georgia, but he the the two losses to Michigan not because of Stroud. I mean, he threw for seven hundred yards combined in those two games against Michigan, uh, and what yep. he did against Georgia was was spectacular. So the question mm-hmm. I have for you is is how far can the Texans go here? You know, I mean, they they are yeah. a surprise team, but. Um, soon they're going to start playing cold weather games, and teams are not going to be as surprised uh, yeah. to see them. H- how do you how do you see them moving forward from here, Lewis? Yeah, I, I think look, they've already shown they've already shown the, the the cream of the crop in the division, so to speak, right now, Jacksonville, that they can deal with them, mm-hmm. and they're going to have to deal with them again here. I believe what this week, two weeks, or this, this week. Yep. Right. So I'm sitting there going no, two weeks, correct? Two right. weeks. You're I right. thought it was, you had me second guess. No, it's, no, it's taking on Denver. They taking on De- uh, no. It's this week. Pardon me. It's Texans they're getting, they're home against Jacksonville. Yep, and then they're okay. home against so, Denver. Yep, yeah. So it. it's I, I really I think that has become a game that has so much significance. Oh, yeah. and has so much intrigue now that you would have never thought maybe that would be the case earlier in the year uh, or at the beginning of the year. You know, say for Jacksonville, which you knew that this year they needed to take a step, and they're taking it. That's another team that is taking leaps now because Trevor is taking leaps. The defense is taking leaps. Doug Peterson and that staff, Press Taylor calling plays. Everything is starting to work in Jacksonville, too. So this game all of a sudden becomes one of those that really infuses a lot of uh, a lot of excitement into the conversation surrounding that division. But for Houston, how far can they ultimately go? Look, I don't, I don't know if they're ready to – you know, in big moments in sudden death tournaments, so to speak, as I like to call it in the playoffs, are they ready to really deal with um, the Buffaloes, the Kansas Cities, uh, Ravens, the Ravens when they're healthy, you know, if they're going to be held relatively healthy by the time we get to the playoffs, are they really are they, the, the Miamis, you know, when, when it comes down to that kind of, you know, format, I don't know, but I'm not betting against them anymore. I'm not just because, I mean, you know, D'Amico, D'Amico is special. Will Anderson's a special guy, mm-hmm. a special guy, even before you even get to the player part of it. And Will Anderson is exceeding my expectations for him, especially when you're talking about his ability to affect the game on third down, which he did at Alabama. I didn't think he'd be able to do it at a super elite level, but I think I may be wrong just because of the guy that he is and the worker that he is. But what CJ has struck, you know, with with Tank Dell and with Nico Collins, I mean, I'm just like, he really is putting it on his back. And his co- his comments after the game this past week, when he says, "Look, 
it's like the best shooters. Like when he when he referenced you know Steph uh, Steph Curry, I believe, and he said, "Look, I'm going to keep slinging it. I'm going to keep shooting. Mm-hmm. I'm not deterred in any way, shape, or form by what happened to me." Like it's not that wasn't just hyperbole in this day and age of look at me that we all exist in. That's for real. No like, doubt. No doubt. Lewis Riddick. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's different, Rich. That's just different. Absolutely. Lewis Riddick here uh, on the Rich Eisen show. Um, you're wearing your uh, pit Panthers lid right yeah, there. Rep. Understand you're repping. Bit. You're repping. Uh, let's talk about, I guess, their their neighbors um, in uh, in uh, Western PA. What What is wrong with this dealer's offense? Play caller, quarterback. What do we got oh, here, man. Lewis? What's happening? It's it's. This this has been there's been just questions surrounding Matt Canada now for you know going back to Ben's days, Ben's last years there in Pittsburgh, and philosophically whether or not he really had the right plan relative to what their personnel were was at the time. And now is he able to really call plays situationally? that highlight the best players on their football team and really allow them to really be more explosive down the field, you know, primarily the utilization of George Pickens. Like, why was he, why did he disappear late in the game yesterday? Like, why wasn't he, why was he not targeted late in the game? How can he not be targeted? And then there, obviously there's questions surrounding Kenny in relationship, that being Pickett in relation to, to Matt Canada and whether or not now people are questioning whether or not Kenny Pickett, with someone who was way overdrafted and just doesn't have it, as they say. As, as we all know, it's never just one or the other. More times, it's usually a blend of both. Yep. Matt's not getting it done. Kenny's not getting it done. It's just not matching up with the receipt. They should be better than what they are. And then ultimately, the question is going to be, and, I, and I've heard this question surrounding Matt Canada for years now, why is Mike so fiercely loyal to him? Why won't he move on? Why won't he make a decision like Sean McDermott made with Ken Dorsey and say, look, Ultimately, you're responsible. You can't. It's not like Mike can't have some of the same questions that other people have have articulated about him. And I, and as I've heard, I mean, we all have sources. We all talk to people, and I've heard this. Like like this is a real thing in Pittsburgh. It's a real thing externally and internally with that organization. Like why is he continue to be? But Mike is loyal to him for some reason, man. And I'm telling you, it's almost it's not the same situation as it is, you know, with the Jets as far as you know, an offense that's inept and how it then bleeds over into the performance of the defense, but it's going to start to become that. Now, Mike is the great, is one of the great leaders of all time in the NFL, and he won't allow it to fracture this football team. But sometimes you can't help it. When you're off it, when one side of the ball is not carrying their weight, sometimes you just can't help it. And what happens is guys on the other, on whichever side of the ball is outperforming, they start to lose their stinger, man. They just start to lose their attention to detail, and they start coming apart. You saw it happen right before your eyes yesterday with with the Jets. The defense just lost it. Mm-hmm. Sauce Gardner lost it. Jordan Whitehead lost it as far as the ability to take. And, the, and, and you know what that is? That is a real thing, man. And people are like, oh, the Jets are just overhyped anyway. The defense is never that good. I'm like, that, that's not true. You, what you're seeing happen is those guys have said, you know what? Even though I don't want to, it's starting to affect my performance. And you just hope in Pittsburgh, I mean, how many more times can they just pull things out in the end? How can they, how can they, how can they Mike Tomlin their way out of things before, mm-hmm. you know, that luck runs out and he has to make a change? I don't know, man. 
you know how you know how Mike is. Very <laughs> convicted, and um, but I, I just don't. I don't. I, don't, I think it's going to catch up to him. Couple more minutes. As you saw yesterday. Yep, absolutely. Couple minutes left with Lewis Riddick. You could put your chip on one of four teams in the NFC: Eagles, Lions, Niners, Cowboys. <laughs> the one chip you place is what, Lewis Riddick? Where do you place it? In the end, I'm going to put it on. I'm, I'm going to put it on the Eagles in the end. But I thought that this would be a that this season the Super Bowl was going to be a rematch. I okay. thought it was going to be Kansas City and Philly going at it again. The Niners look pretty good, man. I mean, they are they do. coming off their bye? Um, they do. Crushing. They right do. Now. They do. And, I, you know, I love the acquisition of Chase Young. I love it. I love the pairing of him with Chris Kacerik, that defensive line coach in San Fernando, who I think is one of the very best. And when you're back with your guy, when you're back with Nick, the way like that, and you have Eric Carr, look, that's, that's hell on wheels right there. Don't get behind San Francisco. Yeah, right. Don't have to play from behind because you were in big trouble. It's the same way in Philly. You see how they can do it too. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think that that's a battle of the Titans right there. But you can't count out Dallas because they've got a difference maker of their own. And what Deron Bland is doing right now, holy cow. Yep. You know, and if Dak is on, then hey, and Detroit, Detroit is the team. That's the that's the team that because of what Dan has instilled in them, you can never count them out. They showed great resolve yesterday. They shouldn't have won that game. They shouldn't have won that game, but they found a way to win it because I think, see, that's the next step in their maturation is mentally now they believe. Mm-hmm. They believe, and that's very, very dangerous. But I'm still riding with Philly because I think when Philly is healthy, the defensive front makes up for maybe some of the deficiencies that they may have in the back end because they are just so dominant. I mean, it's just unfair what they have accumulated up front on both sides of the line of scrimmage. So I'm going to ride with them, but that is going to be – just think about the team. Think about the carnage that's going to be left when all those four teams are done playing each other in the end. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like – that's like having four great heavyweights just absolutely knock the crap out of each other, and somebody's going to be left standing. That'll be fun. It sure will. All right, Lewis, thanks for the time, especially coming off such a taxing Sunday for you. You're <laughs> As you can see, man, I'm about as I'm about as chill as it gets today, dude. I'm good. <laughs> Thanks as always. Appreciate it. I always yeah. love talking ball with Lewis Riddick right here on the Rich Eisen show. Philly Dallas Lions Niners divisional round in the NFC. Sign. Where do I sign? Right. Where do I sign for that? And I'm just talking about just four best that are happening right now. Where do I sign for that? Four best, four best that's happening right now. And you've got Ravens, Dolphins, Chiefs, Texans in the AFC. And I just want to put this out in the ether right now because the Texans are playing without it. I mean, got the Browns too. And Jags. I know, but best ball right now. Best ball. Right now, Jags looked pretty good yesterday. I get it, yeah, but, they but had the it. Texans, hey man, he could keep sleeping on them because of they chose second and third, and they got a rookie coach and play caller and quarterback and wide receiver, right? Not sleeping. But I the said Texans, was number on, one all along. The Texans did what they did to Cincinnati, and then they did what they did to Arizona. What happened to Tampa? And you could sit there and say that's no, that's the Browns too. I'll just throw it out there. The reason why I mentioned the Texans too right now. 
It's a little more of a toss-up in the AFC. I got it for that fourth seat, right? Because yeah. the three seats are are Miami, Baltimore, and I think those seats are pretty and secure. And Kansas City, right? Yeah, you're saying secure. I'm about secure. I think so. I'm not secure. I mean, you're talking division, but in terms of I, I you know, team that comes out of the the sniff and its smoke would be Buffalo that you don't want to see, right? But man, Cooper Evan Eisen, 12 year old, in my house has told me for three weeks now, and I'm going to finally bring it here. He's predicted Lions-Texans in the Super Bowl in Las Vegas, Nevada. All right, hold on a second. I can't even imagine. He keeps saying to me, Dad, Lions-Texans. He told this to me before I left for Germany. So he may have said oh. it to me when I was dressed as a banana defending his honor, <laughs> you know, on, on, on trick-or-treat night. That's how long ago it was. I don't know if I see that Super Bowl. I, dude, I don't think anybody does. But out of the, out of, out of the mouths of babes. Stranger things have happened. Let's so. see. Texans are 28-1 to 1 to win the AFC. Mm-hmm. And the Lions are plus four twenty-five. If you parlay them together, Rich, that's a don't term say that in to him. gambling. Don't news. say that to you him. You can put two bets together. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I, I don't want to teach this to my son. That is hundred and fifty-one to one. Ooh, take that! How dare you? Five bucks down. Do what you wish. Five. I don't. Uh, I don't Texans condone such behavior, Lions. and certainly when it comes out of the mind of my twelve-year-old. How bucks. dare you? But he's saying that, and every single time the Texans and Lions win, he looks at me, and goes, "Dad." Dad. I mean, you should have mentioned this three weeks ago. We probably could have got better odds. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. I was in Germany. And plus, as you know, that's telling stories about me being a banana. <laughs> Trick or treat and getting into arguments defending my son's honor as a New York sports fan. Fascinatingly enough, he's a Patriot fan. Wait till he goes to college. Well, hey, Cooper, your favorite teams, Celtics, Patriots, Yankees. They're like, who the hell are your parents? <laughs> it's not going to go well for him. I know. <laughs> oh, well, because he's a brilliant boy. There it is, that guy. Yep. Might have been the night he told me Lions, Texans. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> that happened. <laughs> uh, everybody should get the Game Time app. We do right here on the Rich Eisen Show. We love our partners here in the, um, in the world of uh, – Buying tickets, last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals. It is awesome. There are sponsors for Overreaction Monday that Chris Brockman and I are doing after today. What the football with Susie and Amy. We all have the app. All of us have it. And it's so easy to use, so simple for us to find out what the best deal is for any sports, music, comedy, or theater events near you or out of town. We, we've all used it already. And some of us forget to put in the promo code. Yep. Um, and the it's again. I, I don't mean to call you out, TJ, but uh, view, views from all seats in the venue. Easy to find and buy tickets. Again, last minute. There's event cancellation protection. They got your back, and it's so simple. Just a couple of taps, you buy your tickets. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the app. Create an account. Use the code Rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Again, restrictions apply. Visit GameTime.co for terms. Create your account. Redeem the code R I C H twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Your phone calls eight four four two zero four Rich number to dial. One coach in the NFL is normally really good, but the media got snippy. That's coming up. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep. Because if I don't have one, 
just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger. Uh, we've been sitting here for quite some time. I love it. With supplies and solutions for every industry, Granger has the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or, or just stop by. All right. Jim Harbaugh, quote, With all the outside noise, our locker rooms in one piece. Like my locker rooms, like my mom's bathing suits in one piece. <laughs> End that, quote. That, that quote? is not a real quote. That is indeed. You made that up, Rich. No, he's he's referencing Ted Lasso. <laughs> oh, he's ha- hey man, he's oh, letting geez. his smile be that, his umbrella right funny. now. <laughs> By the way, Sudeikis has said in the past that some of Lasso's persona is based on uh, on Harbaugh. Oh, really? Hey, listen, man, that game against Maryland was a tough watch, and I think for the first time we saw we saw you know. Harbaugh not being on the sideline. I think it, it does appear to be affecting J.J. McCarthy. His spirit animal's not there. He's, he, he's uh, obviously, every, every, every time they don't make a first down, every time Maryland makes first downs and scoring touchdowns, they, Michigan gave up their first points in the third quarter all season against Maryland. You're sitting there going, well, if that happens against Ohio State, that's a wrap. It's crazy. It makes you, it, it just gets in your head. When it's Ohio State week and it's right before Ohio it State, it just gets in, it gets in my head. That's for <laughs> damn sure. That's for darn sure. We just got to hold my breath that there's not another drip, drip, drip coming out this week. Just let everything be. Let the locker room stay in one piece. Let's go. Your your school's gotten a new coach coming up, huh? Yeah, you know, Baber's major, gone. Major bummer. His entire... The, the, I blame myself for this. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I blame me. It's never been the same. Ever since. since I surprised you on your birthday, what was it, three years ago? Yeah, three, three or summers four, ago? Three, uh, three or four years ago. Three Julys ago. Yeah. I think it was July 20. of 21, maybe, right? No, it wasn't no, 21. No, no, no. It was either it was 19 or 20. It was either 19 or 20. 
I had him call in to surprise you. It was awesome. On your birthday. Matter of fact, it was 19. Was it what it was? Yeah, because I was still sitting over there. And then you you revealed that you didn't get anyone to call me for my birthday on that year. I'll fix that. So, you know. Anyway, program went downhill ever since he called us. Did a nice thing to wish you. Happy birthday. Two winning seasons out of eight. Just not acceptable. I know Syracuse is a tough place to recruit now. We used to get all the great players from the Northeast and New Jersey and sprinkle some from Florida and out on the West Coast, and it just doesn't happen anymore. We can't compete. Just put Tommy DeVito on the wall in the locker room. He was. Dude, he's he wasn't even good for us. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he's doing better on the Giants. He, played, I, he I, was better at Illinois. Dude, he yeah, got his yeah, ass Illinois. beat yesterday and kept on ticking. I know. That was a gutty, gutsy W. That's what happens when you you're know? born in Livingston, Rich. Is that what it is? Saint Barnabas Hospital. I had no oh, yeah, idea. Yeah. They just make them different. Yeah, yeah they make them different. Yeah, yeah. You say Mike, you're built, built different. Built different. <laughs> Let's go to Pete and Pete and Hilton Head. What's going on? What's up, Pete? How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Uh, sorry for that introduction, but uh, what do you have for me? Let's yes, change I the tenor. A few months ago, and I was telling him how the Jets were going to suck, like the Mets had sucked, and you guys all laughed about it. Of course, I was right. Well, Pete, I, Pete, hold on a minute, man. I mean, if if Rogers was playing, you think they'd suck this bad right now? You think, well, to use your phrase, well, it would look if, it would if, look if, that if bad. Something else, but I thought it was something over the weekend. Remember Watergate? I do. Okay. When when Nixon cheated to win the election, it was stupid. He was going to win anyway. Mm-hmm. And I use that analogy against what Michigan is accused of, that they were supposedly doing this against teams they're going to kill anyway, and now it's just turn on backfire. It's like a Watergate football story. Maybe so. I know it's a, I know it's a dumb analogy, but no, it's, no, no. I understand what you're saying is that there's a scandal that uh, because somebody's hubris got the better of them. And we just need, and thanks for the call, Pete, we just need to know whose hubris it was. That's all. Because, again, everyone assumes it's Harbaugh directing it and that every single video that Connor Stallions took was pristine and perfect, and every single time that they used the information, it was 100% to uh, the effect of Michigan's benefit, every single time. And all I would just say is I need to see the full investigation when it all comes out. And then one last thing on it, you know, because uh, I saw some of the pushback of me saying, I feel bad for the kids. What about all the other kids that got cheated against and all the coaches that wound up getting fired. Some guys I've never heard of uh, told me to F off. Like it was really, you know, and it gets retweeted in my timeline and it's, you know, F Rich Eisen and all that sort of business. Thank you, sir, for your anger. But uh, honestly, um, obviously if it did affect other people's lives, that's terrible. But do we really know that that that, that really happened? Like coaches got fired because of it? Who got fired? Who got fired? Scott Frost, he got fired because of what happened against Michigan or about everybody else? Who else got fired? Name me, the, name me the names of the coaches that got fired. And do me a favor. Take a look. You know, I might retweet this out because somebody put it in my timeline. All the touchdowns Michigan scored against Ohio State over the last two years. Somebody put it together in a video uh, in the last two wins. Do you know what the scores were? A, a, a lot of touchdowns. Do you know what the scores were uh, in the earlier parts of those games? Michigan was down at the end of the first quarter, I think, in both games. 14-13 coming out of half. Let me just tell you this. Is somebody who sits there and bites their nails down to the cuticles during these what feels like half-hour-long commercial breaks that happen all the time <laughs> in college football because college football doesn't give a rat's ass how long their games take? And you're sitting there and you're biting your nails down to the cuticle and you're like, really? Are we going to take another commercial break after the touchdown just got scored? 
because that touchdown drive was so long. We needed a commercial break after the kickoff. And then there's another timeout. We'll take another commercial break. And I'm biting it down to the cuticles. And I'm like, if we were cheating against Ohio State and using their plays against them, couldn't we have gotten a, a better lead? I would have loved to have sat more in a rocking chair. Well, they have good players, too. They do, don't they? So, long story short. I don't is know why I, that was so aggressive. No, 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 because it's my point. They've got good players, too. They are good. And maybe, just maybe, it wasn't so tilted in Michigan's favor because they had the place. Let's get it all out there at some point, please. And hopefully, I, I would just love it, you know, to just let's focus on this game. Can we do that? Obviously, if the circumstances well, I, change because we learn something else about, you know, Uncle T or Auntie M or whatever. Auntie M. You know? I've been Uncle T for years now. So. I haven't really given anybody any money, though. But I'm just glad the locker room's in one piece. Buying tickets for anyone. <laughs> like Jim Harbaugh's mom's bathing suit. Bathing suit. Don't want to think about Harbaugh's mom and the bathing suit. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> he he put it out there. I mean, he, <laughs> um, Pete Carroll just said he thinks Geno Smith will be able to go Thursday night. The back end of the Thanksgiving triple header is a dandy, as they would say. It is the first meeting between the San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. And man, I mean, the schedule makers are like, let's do this. Let's just do this in short order. They face each other two times in the next three weeks. And in between is a visit to Dallas for Seattle. And then after that, Seattle plays Philadelphia. So the next month is really when the rubber is going to meet the road, whether the Seahawks have a chance to win the division or be a wild card, or maybe Hadios, muchacho, like out of the mix. If there's another team that can somehow come from the sniffing it mosh pit, is this the difference between Seattle winning their division or being that seven seed that goes to visit San Francisco or Detroit or Dallas or Philadelphia, right? Like that's the rubber meat in the road. So, I think they need Geno. That would be pretty good. Unfortunately for them, it does appear that the vaunted Brock Purdy slump, the um, pumpkin, is a gold-plated carriage once again. Unless the pumpkin was the outlier. Because Brock Purdy, everybody, is slinging it. And the San Francisco 49ers came out of their bye week that they sat on for a week with a three-game losing streak and must have all looked themselves in the mirror or they got obviously healthier. It helps to have Debo back, even though he's hardly doing anything Debo-like, like taking over games with running it and catching it. It was Ayuk who was knighted by Purdy and Kittle, Kittle. right? And... McCaffrey got in the end zone again. And Purdy is just absolutely on point, not making any mistakes. Those fourth quarter interceptions, those moments where he did not lead up to snuff, those are gone. Now, so is San Francisco having to play from behind. We will see. When San Francisco, say, maybe is behind in Seattle on Thanksgiving night or the week after that, San Francisco is down in Philadelphia because that's week 13. We'll see.
my money's on Purdy playing the way he's playing right now. And the other was an outlier. As you know, I've always been caping for him. I love him. You know, and it's kind of odd because Purdy after the game, you know, it was mentioned to him that he had a perfect passer rating. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I have no idea what the hell that is. Okay, because he missed passes. It wasn't like he he was flawless. I don't know how this metric works at all, which it's is why ESPN, ESPN came up with a QBR. Like, I don't, I don't, like I'd understand that better. I, I don't know I'm how this you. works. Yeah, they're both confusing. You know, because it, it, it's like, what, 158 point something? Point three. Or, 158.3. Who knows? How do you get to point three? Uh, how is that perfect? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Why is it not like the number, the number is, is imperfect. Why isn't it just 100? Well, ESPN's QBR is out of 100. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, don't, we don't, I don't get it. Don't right. understand it. All I know is that the last two quarterbacks for the 49ers to have such a game uh, were named Montana and Young. Oh, well. I, I get that. That I understand. Okay. Yep. It's not like, with all due respect, we were talking Rattay and Mullins. <laughs> Tim Rattay. Okay. Yeah, second mention of him today. Nice. With three hours. There you go. So uh, it's really odd, though, that Purdy would just say, you know, things like, I did this and puff his chest out and beat his chest. Oh, wait a minute. I'm told it was the exact opposite. There you go. Yeah, I mean, what an honor. Um, yeah, what an honor, but you know, I mean, at the same time, I feel like, you know, um, you know, there's still some plays and stuff that, you know, I wish I had back, so I'm not completely content with just that, but um thought it was a great game with, you know, the guys around me, the the coaching and the, the play calling, all of it. So um that's a testament to the team, really. So <laughs> he'll put you to sleep with his post game comment. I don't yeah, wake up. Happens, I'm back. Chris Brockman sleep take. There you go. That's a uh, that's our new fantasy team name. Hey, listen. Who cares about babyface assassin, baby? Yeah. Here we go. Niners are helps when everybody's wide open. I bet. <laughs> well, that's the schemer who you think is going to fold in the fourth quarter at some point. It's happened okay. every single time. Got it. I know. I have a perfect. Right. I have a perfect passer rating when it comes. Sounds to him like a man who lives with a diehard Falcons fan. <laughs> that's what it sounds like to me. In part. Not saying you don't have your own ideas, Chris. Thank you, Rich. Just saying you're very influenced. Thank you. So, we'll see what happens the next time they're down in the fourth quarter. Can Purdy do it? Because that's the conversation. And then you look at the rest here. Next three weeks, rubbers meet in road for San Francisco. Here we go. At Seattle on a Thanksgiving night. Then at Philadelphia. That game, as we know, has been circled by both parties for months. And then home for Seattle again with four games at the end with a home date on Christmas night against Baltimore being the one that jumps out at you in terms of difficulty and importance. And That game's not a primetime game against it is. the Eagles? It is. Oh, the game against the Eagles? Oh, no, 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 no. That'll be late window Fox, pal. Oh, that's the game me? of the week. Wow. Are, you, are you kidding me? As you know, Fox doesn't care about too much. That they care about. Yeah, that's protected. Oh, that'll be late window, pal. That's protected. Wow. So. Yeah. Long story short. Yeah, 124. We're paying rent in Purdy's world again, and all the people who just jumped off. Okay. Please. He is a godsend. An absolute godsend. And uh, by the way, I see the Jets fans too. Like, you know, they should have gotten rid of Zach Wilson. Like the Niners got rid of Trey Lance, you know? Like the Cardinals got rid of Josh Rosen. The minute they saw he wasn't that good, they pivoted. Honestly, the Jets pivoted to Aaron Rodgers. 
Their owner said yes to tens of millions of dollars more to paying this guy. They coughed up draft capital for this guy. They got all the free agents for that guy. They pivoted. Trust me, if they had a Kyler Murray, they'd have pivoted. If they had Brock Purdy, they'd have pivoted. They got Rodgers, and the football gods said, we're going to kick you in the nards and then eviscerate your offensive line. So Thanksgiving, it'll be carved up like a turkey. And again, I will be consuming as much turkey as possible during that 49ers-Seahawks game. So the trip to Fancoma will last through the entirety of the Friday Black Friday game. I don't have to watch it. As Tyreek Hill deuces all over MetLife. Where is A.A. Ron right now? Uh, we'll find out. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. More your phone calls. And, of course, what's going on with the Chargers as we go out the door for Monday Night Football. Don't go anywhere. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or, as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Back here, AutoZone. Check out the NFL tonight and for free on Westwood One all season long, sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on your Westwood One affiliate stations, digital platforms. Kevin Harlan, Kurt Warner on the call tonight. Kurt on the show tomorrow, first up in the first hour Tuesday. And I'm uh, in the studio all season long for free and get in the zone with AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Billy in Jacksonville, Florida. We'll take your call. He's been hanging on for almost two hours. What's up, Billy? What's up, big dog? What's going on, big dog? <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. Right back at you, Billy. What's, up, brother? What's on your mind? Billy. I'm a diehard dolphin. Okay. And? and I see us going 11 and 3. We got the Jets twice in a month. Yep. The Commanders who did not spank. And we got the Titans who did not spank by Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. 
No, I live in Jacksonville Beach. Yeah, I know. But, you got Dallas at home, and then you're at Baltimore at home for Buffalo. It's the last oh, three that's going to be oh the tough one. Oh, my gosh. We're talking Dallas Cowboys, Christmas Eve, yep. Santa, give me a present. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm with you, Billy. Billy, um, I I moved from Frankfurt, Germany, where you just were, yep. in 1971, to the undefeated season of the Dolphins. Ah, I was 13 years old. See, there you go. And now awesome. I went to Frankfurt, which means they'll be undefeated next year. As part of your theory. <laughs> Outstanding. All right, Billy. Have, just, a, have a great I love th- you guys. Thank you. You have a great yeah, Thanksgiving, bud. I appreciate everything y'all do. Right back at you. Thank you, Billy. Thanks, That's Billy, Billy in Jacksonville, Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Billy. Applause for Billy. Hey. Sounds like he's enjoying his Thanksgiving Monday. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes. All right. Um, so, remember that whole Mark Andrews is done for the season thing? I do. That Hold that phone. Just a couple days ago. John yeah. Harbaugh says, uh, recent tests on the ankle, it wasn't as bad as initially feared. There might be an outside chance he gets back at some point in time. There is some optimism he said so one harbaugh is talking about his mom's one piece and the other one's talking about andrew's multiple piece ankle not being broken badly enough how about that so that would be huge news for baltimore that said andrews will not be out there for the ravens next game which is out here in los angeles california and anybody in the area that loves themselves some Ravens football will be there on Sunday night for the whole country to watch the Ravens take on the Los Angeles Chargers who have had problems stopping offenses. We all saw what happened with the Lions and their offense, unfortunately, couldn't score more points to be straight up. The Lions had the ball last, won the game. And then Jordan Love, he looked really good on Sunday and wound up winning the game over a Chargers team that had a lot of drop passes. A lot of drop passes. You know, and some mistakes on the offensive side of the ball, but Jordan Love looked like a world beater, which led the media to talk to their media-savvy coach. One thing about Brandon Staley, he's always been affable with the media and terrific with the media, always. But that seat must be getting really hot for him. Because when he was asked about calling the plays and being the main play caller and what's going on on defense, this was his answer to the question about maybe no longer doing it. This defense has struggled all year. And you know, back to when you got here. And you still haven't made any kind of significant changes. Do you, when you keep saying the same things and doing the same things, you, you, you still... I guess why I have full confidence, like I t- I've told you, and like I've told you from the beginning, I have full confidence in our way of playing. Full confidence in myself as the play caller and the way that we teach and the way that we scheme. Full confidence in that. We got to bring this group together and do it consistently. Okay. And that's where it's at. So you can stop asking that question. Okay. I'm going to be calling the defenses. Okay. So we're clear. So you don't have to ask that again. I think your fan base would hear full confidence. Right, and, and everything that you're doing, and they see the product on the field, they would, they would see a disconnect there. So why? I'm not here to talk to, to the fan base. I'm here to talk to my players, the locker room. I know that we give ourselves a chance to win every single week with the game plans that we have, okay? And we have done it here. You guys act like we've never played good defense. That's not the truth. 
It's not the truth. You act like we haven't made any improvements today in the run game. We played outstanding. We're rushing the quarterback well. What we got to do a better job of is in the passing game. And that's where our full attention is. And it's where it will continue to be. There were a lot of other things that caused us to lose today. It certainly wasn't our defense. It was the way we played as a team. We didn't play well on, enough on the red zone on offense. We dropped too many passes. Okay? We gave up a few killer sacks. Okay? We did this as a team. Stop making it about one unit because that's not what happened out there today. Our team lost, and I am fully responsible for it, and I take full responsibility. But we lost as a team today, and that's the storyline. For him, that's a full-blown rant. For him, he's usually very comported. Man, I'm I'm concerned about the Chargers. I just am. I, I am because it's again they 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 lose close games. Five of their six losses are by three points or less. Yep. It's always on the razor's edge, and it's always a decision that's usually you know fourth down that he makes doesn't go their way. I mean, Quentin Johnston had a touchdown in his hands, couldn't grab it. Keenan Allen had a Keenan touchdown Allen. in his hands. Keenan Allen dotted him between the numbers. I know, didn't grab it. I was wondering if that was a sun issue. So on that I, maybe, play, but. I, I, but it just is one of those things where it's just with Brandon Staley, just I don't blame him for beginning to chafe here. Yeah. Because this is, I believe, his one last shot. I would get that sense. 